1: Welcome to entitled to overcome, exploring solutions for life today. A presentation of Take Twelve Recovery Radio. And now here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man. Sing it, Dave. Overcome.
2: Dave Fleming is in, is in the house. Yo, yo, yo. Denver Wolf is in the house. Howdy. Denver is one of our co-hosts from um, the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show on the other Mondays. How you doing, Denver? I'm doing well today. Good.
1: More yeah. than just a
2: hat. It it is more than a hat. Yeah. Did you listen to last week's show, Denver? Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. So you were the you were the hat sitting over there. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. <laughs> well, this is entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life today with uh, CDAC Level Two amongst other numerous things that he is mr dave fleming who has brought the topic this week uh the blessings of work god's gift to us and uh, it's interesting because as i was um as i was kind of looking into this a little bit i was the first thing that came across to my mind dave was the curse of work, you know, I mean that's kind of what we think of when we think of it <laughs> <laughs> I gotta
3: get up and go
2: to work. Yeah, I gotta get get 'em go to work. And, and 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 how, you know, in the in the garden, you know, everything was rosy and sweet. We we tend to think sometimes that maybe Adam and Eve just got to sit around and twiddle their thumbs. They didn't have to do anything. But that's not actually true. Before the thing that's really interesting about that is before work became a requirement because of the fall in the garden, Adam and Eve were actually tasked to take care of the garden, not because it was required to sustain them, but because that was an assigned task that God had given them. And in Genesis chapter 2, it talks about God gave them the garden for them to tend to take care, for him, uh, uh, take care of it for, for God they were to be stewards over it. So it was actually a gift. It was actually work was designed by God before it was ever something that happened because of the fall. So we're going to talk about that. Dave's got uh, nice. a devotional that that came out of uh what's the name of the book, Dave? Cuz it's always really good
1: stuff. It's called uh it's it's uh, from Serenity Meditation Series. Yeah. The Man Within, Within. Daily Devotions for Men in Recovery.
2: Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. Aha, <clears throat> I knew it. What time is it, Dave? Oh,
0: it's time
1: 10-10. for
2: Dave
0: and Monty's Icebreaker.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Here, let me get the broom. <laughs>
2: Um all right, so this is actually kind of in line with a weekly wine um so yeah, I don't know if th- th-
3: this this part of the show i I'm not used to you two right together right on this episode <laughs> of the show so yeah hold it's on new- strap in yeah it's put new your new to suit me. belts on because uh, uh we're gonna take off here let, let's hear this part of the show did
2: either one of you see my my wine about the uh pet grooming place in town?
3: I actually did read a little did bit ya? of that. Yeah,
2: yeah. So this it, it's really it's funny now. But as most people know, I got bad knees, I got a bad back. To lift up a sixty pound dog and put her in my <laughs> truck is not the easiest thing in the world to do, right? Um but you know, she needs a bath once in a while. So there's only one self bathing, self grooming place in town. And I'm I'm not I I mentioned their name on Facebook. I'm not going to do it on the air, but let's just put it this way. They're the only one in town in Albany, Oregon. Um and I I I checked online to make absolutely sure there were no COVID-19 restrictions like pre-appointments needed or anything like that. So
1: they're on the essential businesses list cuz I've seen the Evidently. I'm, I've seen the mobile truck driving around. You so you can get a haircut for your dog but not yourself
2: yes oh okay yeah is there a mobile shamp- people come out and shampoo your dog mobily
1: yeah I, Yeah. we were I was actually dropping my wife off at one of her jobs and the lady pulled up and it's like a panel truck yeah Um. And I think she was coming home but really yeah, it was a mobile dog grooming I need to I need to I wonder if they're based in Corvallis though uh well if it's mobile yeah they'll be here I'll drive yeah. to your house I'm for interested a couple in, extra dollars. I'm interested in that.
2: Um, so anyway, so I checked to make sure we could just take her in because it's one of those walk-in things. Yeah. They have like seven stalls that you go in and shampoo your dog, right? So, so you went and bathed her. Yeah. Well, that's what my intention was.
1: So I've never I get, heard of that. at self-serve dog. Yeah. Yeah. Group, yeah we're like washing
2: I mean they'll do it too but they, they have these bays these bath bays that are like waist high so you just lift your dog and put them up there nice. in there um and, and so I, went. I wash mine in the sink <laughs> it's because you have a little dog
3: <laughs> this has to be um, uh, amusing to
2: okay be. so there's one customer in there now there's like one two three four five seven like six bays I think there's one customer in there bathing a dog and that's it. And there's like three employees. Um, And one of the employees is in the back. I didn't know, you know, she's back there. So I only thought there were two. And I stood there for probably a good 10 minutes waiting, 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 nothing. Not even an acknowledgement. Not even a, you know, be right with you or we'll be with you. We're pretty busy or any of that kind of thing. Just nothing. They looked straight at me walmart i i wave (laughs) i go hi nothing nothing right and then finally the lady comes out from the back she goes uh, she goes can i help you and i said yeah we come here all the time i need her nails clipped and i need to um give her a bath she goes do you have an appointment and i said no she says well you you're gonna need to make an appointment um i said well i've never done that before there's nothing on the website that says that she goes we need to Make an appointment because we have to practice six foot social distancing. There's, they weren't practicing it. Nobody in there was practicing it. The three employees weren't practicing it. They didn't have masks on, right? And I'm thinking, is this like, do the do the doggies need masks? Do they need to practice social distancing? You know, and and they didn't have any appointments until later on that day. I said, can I? I can't just give her a bath. I get it. If you can't do her nails, but I can't just give her a bath. You have all these bays up. She goes, no, nope, sorry. we got to practice social distancing. I don't know what that had to do with giving her a bath. I don't want anybody that's in there except for one other person. It, it made no sense to me, so I just very politely said, well, thank you. We won't be back. And I picked up my dog with my bad back, and back knees, put her back into the truck, came home. <laughs> And we bathed her in our tub, which was hilarious, to say the least. (laughs) Watching me get down on my knees and trying to bathe this dog in the tub was something to behold. So, um, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I I get the social distancing thing. I get the policies and procedures. But come on. Give me a break. This is a a big room. There's only one other customer. They're about 24 feet away from me. There was no other appointments, and now I got to make an appointment uh, to give my doggie a bath because of social, or I should say, anti-social distancing.
1: Well, I think some sometimes uh, people take things too far, or they see something on the news, and right. you know, they're worried about. You know, they're losing their business or being fined $7,000 or. Who knows? You know, things like that. I, you know, I got a little bit of a, a whine regarding masks myself. So, I mean, I. I don't want to get any big controversy, but I. Oh, why not? It's up, Take 12 Radio. I look <laughs> up the, the science on. You know, Let the, us have it, Dave. The mask thing. And uh, to me, it's not you know it's my choice at this point you know if it comes at a time where i'm being told that i can't do anything without a mask i'll probably just order stuff and have it sent to the house but i'm at the i don't even i don't even want to say the store just it. it's not important sure But I'm at the store, and most stores, you know, they have the the lines on the floor, right? Right. The Mm -hmm. the six-foot stand here. Spacing. Yeah. And so I'm at the store, and I'm buying something, and there's a lady that's, you know, at her whatever mark, waiting for her turn. She gets up to the register, and I walk up, and I stand at, you know, the line. (laughs) Your distance. My line, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And she's at the end of the counter, you know, and I can see what six feet looks like with my eyeballs. Right. Because I was in construction for, you know, 20 years. Yeah. You can tell six feet. So. That three feet. Yeah. <laughs> close close so enough. So she was at least eight or 10 feet away from me and she's wearing a mask. I'm not. She turns and sees me standing there on my mark and her eyes got the about as big as as a dinner plate, like I'm going to attack her, or her. Like I'm going to shoot my virus at her, <laughs> which I don't have. Right. You know, and she's just like freaking out. And then for a minute there, I thought maybe I'm going to come out and the, the police is, are going to be out there saying that I assaulted this woman because I, she, she thought I was in less than six feet from her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, nobody said anything, and but it was just a weird thing that this person... Yeah. And it's not the first time um, people get a little freaked out. I mean, I don't get in other people's bubble normally. I don't usually... Spit on people? You're not hovering normally? over the back
2: of them right. as they're picking out their cereal. I mean,
1: this whole thing is like <laughs> my comfort zone, right? For a lot of us. It, exactly. You know,
3: I, uh, Fear has instilled people now in a bad way. Right. It, it really hasn't. I'll blame some of that on the media. I, I really will.
1: Yeah, about 95%. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, you'd, you probably shouldn't even get me started on that part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's like... Don't be afraid people, we're okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah. You got yeah. to you got to put some trust somewhere. Well, and, and there's and a, it's not in the media. Trust. There's a,
1: there's people that <laughs> no, are because they've bought into this fear thing that are like, well now that they've opened things up, there's going to be this huge outbreak and blah 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 blah. Well, it's just like anything else. So if we're talking about like the influenza, the normal flu, right? Right. If you keep everybody locked in their house during flu season, mm-hmm. the, the numbers are going to go down, right? Sure. But if all of a sudden everyone goes out and mingles Continues together, life. there's going to be an increase and, in people with the flu. That's and, just common sense. And in
2: addition to that, now we have much more testing available, so the numbers are going to go up just because Correct. we're testing more people.
1: Well, so, yeah, and then know. there's the, the whole, you know, there's the whole, like, marking people down as dying from COVID when like, there's a guy in Colorado, my old sponsor posted this thing on Facebook. He said, go, go Google this. So I did. And it's, there's a guy in Colorado. I posted on my, my Facebook page that, uh, hardcore alcoholic, right? Yeah. He got, he died and he had a blood alcohol of 0.52. Right. And so that he said that just because he had, The whatever virus, Mm -hmm. you know, no symptoms or anything. But they said because he he died and had the virus that he died of the coronavirus. So they they credited that to COVID nineteen. Yeah, right. Statistic
3: wise, right. Statistic wise, and they
1: were saying that. Of course, they that happens a lot. Like if I have a heart attack, and just because, I mean, because a lot of people have been exposed to it and don't even know it. Like sure, my office that I worked at, I we all believe that it kind of went through. Uh, three quarters of the staff are out for, you know, two or three weeks. Yeah, and we're, you know, per, they say it's probably that's what it was. What that what happened is that they, they got a, you know, yeah. infected or whatever. Um, but yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's it's interesting. I look at the numbers, and then you look at like some of the data and the stories, and things don't add up. And all of a sudden, all the numbers for all these other things that happen mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, heart attacks and car crashes. Oh, well, I get they're, a car they're crash. They're not there. And I had, yeah. <laughs> had the virus, so you must have died of the virus, not and, the car and, and crash. Let me,
2: let me just say, so what does all this have to do with recovery? I'll tell you what it has to do with it. This affects people's oh, recovery. Oh, my gosh. Mentally, I mean, I mean yes. Yeah, mentally, stress-wise. Uh uh, People that have congestive heart failure, if their stress levels go up, they're right. in danger of having a heart attack. You know, And then they do, and then they die, and then COVID-19 gets blamed, or, or Trump gets blamed, or or your favorite politician gets blamed, or your favorite county commissioner gets blamed. Whoever, they <laughs> well, got to blame your, somebody. It's your dog's fault. Your dog, right? you know, or no, it's blamed.
1: the papaya that you bought at the store. But, didn't you hear the story about the papaya that... The virus. I haven't. I haven't yet. And a, there was a goat and a papaya and some country. Walked to a bar. Some <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, right. Some country, this, I forget where it was. This is an interesting show. Some country, I forget where it was, uh, Spain or somewhere, they yeah. started testing, like, different things, and they're, like, come up positive, <laughs> right? In a, in a fruit. Papaya and a goat. A goat, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It it's kind of gotten out of hand.
2: So, so we, we know, you know, we've had online uh, 12-step meetings and support meetings, recovery support meetings for a long time. Yeah. Right. Um. But there's been a major increase in the Zoom meetings and, and that kind of thing um, since COVID-19 because a lot of meetings have shut down or they've been extremely limited as far as how many people could be in the meeting. And and so this is you know we we talk about online meetings are okay and everything. But there's nothing quite like person to person you know exchange in an actual meeting meeting right. Well, right. those have not been in, around because of this, and so people have been affected. You know, people have uh, it, it does affect their recovery. And but I will have to say this: it it helps us to understand that if your dependence. If you're meeting-dependent and not God-dependent, you're going to be way more affected by meetings being shut down than if you're God-dependent. But there are people who are new to recovery who don't know how to be God-dependent yet. They're dependent on the meetings. They need the meetings. They need that support, that one-on-one, that 20-on-one or whatever. And they're not getting it other than online. And so they may be brand new to the step process or the recovery process. They need those meetings. So this is at a great effect on the recovery community. Um, But I I will have to say this is a good segue into letting you guys know. uh, And I'm going to be, I don't have the, um, I don't have the password or the ID number yet. I'm going to post it on our website later today if I get it in time. But our friend Paul E. uh, from back east, he's celebrating 40 years of sobriety. 40 years of sobriety. He's having a Zoom step meeting. Um, He does these on Tuesdays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And he's going to be doing a a summary of the first three steps tonight at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we will try and post the ID and the login uh, code for that Zoom meeting for all you listeners it'd be well worth your time. I mean this guy's got 40 years. 40 and, years. Yeah. And he loves God, he loves the program, he loves the steps. Um and so what's the next best thing if you can't get to a physical meeting? Here you go. Yeah. Uh so we just wanted to put that out there. We're going to be helping promote cuz he's going to be doing this workshop here for several weeks anyway, and we're going to be helping to to promote that. Paul is a, a really dear friend of Take 12 Recovery Radio and uh, a a big supporter of ours and has, by word of mouth, has told a lot of people about us. And so, Paul, congratulations on that. Um, Is there...
1: Are they uh, doing any recording of these things and playing them later because... Yeah, I'm not sure about that. It's a three-hour time difference. I got a
2: call from him just about three minutes before we started taping the show. So I've got to find out more information. But I, I will definitely update everybody because it's about a three that. hour
1: time difference and yes. some people are getting back to work and so just throw right. that out there is as yeah. something to ask. so
2: we'll see I'll, I'll we'll find out we'll find out about that uh, but th- please though if, if you can't get to a, a in-person uh meeting that there are tons of uh, zoom meetings out there uh and meetings by um, uh face-to-face meetings on the internet please please don't stop you know d- please don't Stop going! Don't stop going! Please, How,
1: am I saying that right?
3: You're trying to. You're
1: trying to. I, yeah. yeah. Please go. Oh, and, <laughs> and, and just, uh, just something to put out there because I know I've been asked this question <laughs> many times over the last month or so mm-hmm. is, is about Celebrity recovery. There is a Facebook group uh, for Celebrity recovery, and they do have. Meetings, Right. uh, And there's links on there and things like that. So if you're, you know, you're not able to get to a cellular recovery meeting, they are uh, on uh, Facebook. Good deal.
2: Good deal. All right. So, uh, well, that wraps it up for the icebreaker for this week. As lengthy as it was. (laughs) Well, we had to catch up, right? Right. All right. We're going to be back right after this with our topic. Hey. You got something to say? Are you looking for the best and most affordable way to broadcast your podcast? Well, Podomatic makes reaching a massive audience simple with free podcasts, customizable embedded players, and promotional tools. It's home to the world's largest directory of independent podcasters, including DJs, talk shows, educational programs, and so much more. Best of all, a basic account is absolutely free, and no special skills are required to set up your show. To broadcast your podcast, visit www.podomatic.com, that's P-O-D-O-M-A-T-I-C.com, and let the world hear what you've got to say.
1: Hey, check it out. The best in recovery talk and positive music radio is now available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, and Podomatic. Simply visit any of these platforms and search for Take 12 Recovery Radio. Listen and download hundreds of our shows for fun and for free. Also available
3: at Take12Radio.com.
2: back to the show. Talking about solutions for life today with CADC Level 2, Mr. Dave Fleming. Uh, this topic, the blessings of work, God's gift to us. Dave, what uh, what made you think of this? I know you were reading it in your devotional um, book. So launch us forth on this thing, would you? Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave. Uh, i mean is work really god's gift or isn't it isn't, isn't work a curse man
1: well how about if i just re- i read the, <laughs> yes, the meditation read for the day it's like what uh often inspires me for topics uh for solutions for life today so uh it is may 18th sometimes you get lost on what day of the day it is now, right? Right. It's Monday. Uh, is it light outside yet? You know, it's been locked <laughs> in my house for No, I'm just kidding. Uh, God's gift to us uh, May 18th this is as for let's see as for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him power to eat it, eat of it to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is a gift of God uh 5, 5:19. So it says when I was drinking, uh, hung around the local taverns. Uh, one topic of conversation around the bar was work. That awful place we have to go to. Go to. Sorry, that awful place we have to go to work, for that so and so of a boss. Oh, <laughs> that guy, not yeah. <laughs> Beep. Beep. If you had a boss like mine, you'd drink too. Right, <laughs> so that's it. Doesn't say, and that. I did. We always seem to know the right way to to run the company if we had the chance, right? We always,
2: oh yeah, we always had a bad, right? better way to
1: run run the place. Yeah, you, bet. you. just do things my way; everything would be fine. Right. Uh, after I sobered up and stopped going to bars, I realized that, that conversation at home is often about work. Here too, work gets a unwrapped. The superior supervisor is unkind, unfeeling, or just plain stupid. Uh, even among Christians, I hear how difficult it is to go to work every day, how Christian organizations don't pay enough, and then on and on. But what does God say? He says the gift to you is to have riches and wealth and to enjoy them. He says that we will, he will give us the ability to accept our lot in life and be happy in our work. Just for today, list the things about your work for which you are grateful. Then thank the Lord for your work and for his gift of your job. Uh, God, thank you that I have to work today. Thank you for my work. Give me happiness in my work as you have promised. Mm. See, you know, and there's always that. Uh, I always hear you're supposed to, you know, as Christians, we're supposed to give up everything, right? Yeah. We're supposed to, like, you know, give give away everything we have, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, but I had a pastor that, you know, he says, you know, it's what we do with God's gifts to us. Mm-hmm. So whether it's through work or you know, whatever it is that comes to us, right it's how we utilize it. Right? Yeah. Like it I the thing that things that pop into my head is like when I uh tithing, like when I'm if I'm not working and I have no money, I can't tithe. Sure. But I can I can give of my time. Right, right. I can help people. I can be of service. That's my way of tithing until I can do more. And that's a form of work, right? I can, I can right? do more. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but the thing that stands out here to us is he's, he says, "What does God say?" He said, "He says his gift to you is to have riches and wealth and to enjoy them." Now, riches and wealth doesn't necessarily mean stuff, money and stuff. Right. That's right. right.
2: That's right. The prosperity preachers would say that's what it means, but that's not what it
1: means. Right. It it, it, it's I've had this conversation before with um, some people that I've worked with. It's about looking at like where where you you find your wealth. Like, what is it in your life that Mm -hmm. you find that is gives you the most uh, satisfaction uh, fulfills, fulfillment. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, um, your riches or your gifts or the uh, the wealth may be your experience, especially in, in recovery. Right. Yeah our our wealth is that we've actually survived, True. Right, and lived through chaos and mayhem and destruction, and come out the other side. Now we're able to give back and help someone else not go through what we've gone through. So when I think of, uh, I've, and I've been there, you know, we've all been there where, you know, it's, so, oh, i got to... <laughs> the right? trudge of oh, life. Yeah. You know, eh, 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 alarm goes off. You know, you reach over, you hit the snooze button, mm-hmm. you know, wherever your clock is. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, just 10 more minutes, just 10 more minutes. Eh, 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 hit it again. Right? How yeah. many times have we done that? It's like... sure okay now i have like 10 minutes to get ready this this morning
3: right (laughs) (laughs) 10 minutes
1: to get get going and get out the door um but it for me in in recovery um you know this was it our 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 first show we talked about the only thing you have to change is everything. everything yeah and so i have to look at things from a different perspective now i don't have to go to work i get to go to work right amen right and i utilize that process you know that get to uh in every everyday life and everything i'm doing even when things are going bad or not um, not working out they're difficult or dealing with difficult people or whatever i always have to go back to that i have to stop myself and i have to you know, quiet myself and think, okay, uh, what, what's going on? What is it about the situation? How can I, you know, is this something that I need to change in myself? Um, and I have to think, and I have to kind of mentally process a list of grateful, uh, gratitude things, you know, it's like, what am I grateful for? Um, and I can snap myself out of it, but, You know, and now especially when people have been sitting home for months Mm -hmm. um not being able to work, you know, for for a period that's okay. You know, we get to be with our family kind of defrag a little bit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like a normal vacation, you know, you call it staycation or whatever, but you're able to get back uh to what's meaningful in life you know if you look at it that way rather than oh sure you know what am i going to do how am i going to pay my bills blah 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 it's uh it's a good way to reset you know know, some people are struggling through that and you know aren't able to get like unemployment or or whatever um but it's still it's the frame of mind that like yep I can't work right now, but that'll change pretty soon. And Mm -hmm. I got to keep a good Mm -hmm. attitude, and you know, and it's important to do. Like you talked about, Zoom meetings, you know, because if we can't get out to uh, be around people, which you know, as human beings, we're social creatures. We need other right people for contact, right? Um, So as much as we can do that, you know, without you know, obviously swapping germs or whatever yeah we should get around people we should be around people so
2: so let, let me let me just i want to quote this scripture verse here that that is to me it it's it, it's pretty direct It's second thessalonians three ten through uh 12 um it says the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat we hear that some among you are idle and disruptive. They are not busy, they are busy bodies. Such people we urge in the Lord to settle down and earn the food they eat. Now, when you first hear that, if you don't work, you don't eat. Sounds a little cold, but I think I don't think just of eating as being you know, physical food, but eating and partaking of, of the wealth, like you were saying, that comes from our accomplishments, especially guys. You know, women women get a lot of their self-worth and self-esteem and that from us, and, but we get it from our accomplishments, from work. And, you know, if we don't have something to go to, if we don't have something to accomplish, whether we're paid or not paid, like you were talking about service work, right? Right. Right. right? We kind of wither on the vine. You know, like you said, a staycation or a vacation, that's fine, but at some point and we've seen it with with this whole COVID thing. Uh people are they're going crazy. Men are just losing it. They gotta they gotta to get back to experiencing the, the wealth of their accomplishments and the work that they do. Most people with integrity, when they when they're working, and I'll give you I'm gonna give kudos to um, Stephen Gant, who just built our fence out here, this guy, this guy who's got rock solid, uh, 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 repair and restoration out of Salem, Oregon, he has an attention to detail that'll blow your mind. This guy is not going to leave a job until every dot, you know, I is dotted, every T is crossed. And if he can't finish it, he's, he's coming back to do it. right. I mean, he's not going to take any shortcuts. That's the kind of guy he is. That's the kind of work ethic we're supposed to have, right? Yeah. Whether it's service work, whether it's helping old ladies across the street and everything in between right. to a paid position. Um and this is a a blessing of God that we get to glean from our accomplishments and the work we do. Right. You know. We look at it as a curse because in Genesis three seventeen it says, Then to Adam he said, This is God. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from it, cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. So what I provided for you, without you having to work, now you're going to have to work for it. But it's interesting, whenever God disciplines, he also comes along with love. And so there's a blessing out of our toil, there's a blessing out of our work that we get out of self-worth, um, self, self-esteem self grows, right. um, and, and, and so we need it. And, and What about I, the, the people that can't work? Yeah, well, there, there are people that can't work. So I, I think that that becomes, at, boy, at the risk of sounding like a socialist here. I, I I think oh, that we have a responsibility dun, dun, dun. to our elderly, to our disabled, to the people with yes. co-occurring mental health issues um to come alongside and and participate
1: in their successes as well and lend a hand. Right. You know. Well it's it's the old uh you know if I got two shirts I got to give one to my my brother, my sister. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that same principle applies to helping people that, that can't work, you know, I do not I do. the ones that don't work and, and you know, take that can't work of the and system. just don't. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so I, I found this piece uh, that I wanted to share really quickly. It says the topic of work comes up at the very beginning of the Bible in the creation account recorded in the first two chapters of Genesis, We see God at work. He's working himself as he separated the light from the darkness, separated the water and created ground and sky, gathered the waters into seas, created vegetation for the land, made the stars, made living creatures for the water, air and land, and finally made the first humans, Adam and Eve. At the end of Genesis 1, God observed the result of his work and we're told that he made the statement, this is good. Genesis 2 provides details of mankind's first job. God had planted a garden and placed Adam in it, quote, to work it and take care of it, end quote, Genesis 2.15. We read that God said it was not good for Adam to be alone, so he created Eve to help him. Adam and Eve were to work together to take care of God's creation in the Garden of Eden. After blessing Adam and Eve, he presented this assignment, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish, the birds, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Genesis one twenty eight. How wonderful and what an honor it is that God entrusted human beings to take care of his creation. And this was before the fall. This wasn't this wasn't a curse placed on man that he had to work. This was a gift God gave him and a task he gave him that he did graciously out of humility and gratitude for God before the fall ever even happened. You know, so is work a good thing? Absolutely. Absolutely it's a good thing. But we twist it, don't we? Don't we make it we make it such a a chore. I mean I mean I I know there are days when I would rather not have been at work that day. Because of one thing or another. It's usually a personality thing that's happened. But for the most part, and it's taken me, what, three decades to get it? (laughs) For the most part, I got to tell you, I look forward to going to my job every day. I mean, it is a huge deal. I am so blessed to be able to work in the field that I work in. Denver, what about you? you, I mean.
3: Holy cow. It finally came to me, huh? Yeah. So wh- w- work. Yeah. I love that word. I hate that word.
2: <laughs> it's a love-hate it, relationship. Yeah. You
3: know, there are days that I really uh, pretend <laughs> like I don't like work, hmm. but I do. Uh, be it for a paycheck or the satisfaction at the end of the day. Yeah. Work. Work. Labor. Is hard sometimes. All sure. Right? Yeah, I'm getting broken, and the older I get, it ain't getting no it's better. It's harder to accomplish, yeah. yeah. But a lot of the work that I get to do doesn't involve a paycheck. Mm. It, it involves fellowship, uh. and I, I love that part of it. Right. It, it helps me. It will help keep me sober. It will help others, hopefully, yeah. in, in their walk. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I it, uh, the physical end of it is a little rough. That now, gets rough, uh, right? Yeah, it's a little rough nowadays, but it's okay. I still get up and do it every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that alarm clock goes off, and I don't want to get up, but I do. And uh, at the end of the day, I I feel better when I lay my head down at night on the pillow.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm I'm content with what I've accomplished.
2: Job well done. You lay yeah. your head down on your pillow at night. And, at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. So
3: Yeah, work.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's okay.
3: It's good stuff. No, ma- it? no matter how it comes about, you know.
2: Yeah. So, what about Dave, let me ask you because you you, you work in the recovery field as well. Uh, you, you've had clients many times as, as as I have as Denver has run into, people that have not built any kind of work ethic because perhaps they started you know using and abusing at a very early age, right? right? And their work ethic may have extended to how to wheel and deal on the streets. In fact, they may be very good at that, right? Mm-hmm. Which tells me they may be able to transfer that work ethic to something positive,
1: right? Right. Um, but I, what do you? What... I call that using being able to use your powers for good instead of evil,
2: right? So, what do you find in folks like that, though? I mean, do they have a desire to work at all? Um, how do you speak into their lives about, about this thing? Because at some point in a person's recovery, if they are changing everything about themselves, if, if they are changing the way they think, they're going to have to earn a living. They're going to have to be right. able to pay for a roof over
1: their head. How, how, well, do, how if, do you If them? they're able. I mean, that If they're that, able. Right. Sometimes they're uh, not. Basically, you know, um, I I hear a lot about how the field, a lot of times, people just get shoveled through the system. Mm-hmm. You know, and and don't really get their needs met. Um, like employment, employment opportunities, entirely. right? Entirely. Yeah. Well, it's not just... I mean, a lot of times people uh, get into recovery and or get into a treatment program and it's basically, let's get them through, you know, um, check the boxes, and then here's your certificate that you completed. And off you go. And off you go. Right. Um, for me, uh, what... I like to do is dig into like not only the reasons behind, right? The addiction, Mm -hmm. but look at like, what do these people want out of their lives? Right. Right. And how can I assist you to achieve the things that you want in your life? Mm. And every, you know, a lot of people are different. Some have no skills at all. Like you're saying, right. Some have mental health issues that, that make things a little difficult. Um, others, you know, some don't want to work at all or they are so used to making huge sums of money selling drugs. Right. That it's difficult to change that mindset, you know, especially through and get a minimum 30, 60, 90 days of treatment. Yeah. Uh, you, your life does not change in that amount of time. You know, it takes some doing and it's a daily thing and it's, not one day a week, you know, going to a meeting. It's every single day you're doing something mm-hmm. to change mm-hmm. for your recovery and to change your life, to move in the right direction. Um, so I think everybody has the capacity of, to do something, right? Even yeah. if it's just a part-time thing, uh, because most people, I've I've discovered that they feel They get more self worth and satisfaction out of the fact that they've accomplished something, even if it's something small. So when I work with people, I try to look at like let's, you know, let's start small and work our way up. You know, Mm -hmm. you've got all these things that you have to deal with, right? We got that list of crap that you have to like fix. We've got bills. We've got credit repair. We've got whatever it is, car, a lot of work, car repair, uh, work, all that stuff. And so sometimes that can be overwhelming, uh, for people that are new and in recovery. So I always look at it like, let's break it down to the smallest denominator and start there. And if it's just a matter of getting to a meeting every day, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if I, you know, I got to hold your hand and and take you to a meeting once a week or something. uh, I'm willing to do that. But to help someone get into that that habit of of doing something daily and then it's it's a matter of developing that self-worth you know we can't go in and at least this is my you know opinion i can't go in and tell somebody uh this is what you have to do a b c and then and then do it for them
3: yeah right one one of the things that i practice as much as I can is daily accomplish that little one thing. Right. It, you know, it doesn't have to be a huge goal wiped out for the day, but accomplish one little thing every day, and yeah. it, it you're walking forward then. So, I, I really that has helped me a lot.
1: Yeah, and that can be you know for me in the in the beginning, uh, I was. Definitely blessed to, to still have had my job um, when I got a when I got out of jail. Um, but I had to go to meetings every day because I didn't know how, mm-hmm. you know, as smart as I thought I was, I mm-hmm. still didn't know how to live life on life's terms. Um, and that to me, that's just dealing with the normal, everyday stuff with not getting overwhelmed with anxiety or you know, uh, stress. Yeah. Um, it's hard to, uh, for some, it's hard to get back into the swing of things or get into the swings, things at all. Um, I've worked with people that, you know, like you said, sometimes they're 40, 50, 60 years old and they've never been productive because of being codependent, people, you know, enabling sure. them, taking advantage of the system not knowing any better and so um i think it's people that work in the field i believe it's it's you know it's our job to help people find find their power if if you find a way right it's like because if i'm just you know i'm beat down and i've you know all this stuff and it's overwhelming and I don't know where to start. And then when I start, it's like overwhelming and I can't do it, you know? Uh, and it's been 10 years of Mm -hmm. stuff building up. Mm -hmm. Um, we, you know, I feel like we, you know, even if it's just somebody we meet on the street, you know, and you have a conversation with them about recovery or at a meeting or whatever. But I think we need, need to empower people. Yeah. Is, is because, I have to look at like my personal, you know, experience and what I, uh, what I wanted or what I would have liked in my recovery. And sometimes what I got is somebody just to say, Hey, you know, can I help you? What do you need? Or just to listen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that's a huge thing because we're mm-hmm. all, you know, as men, especially we're, we like to fix things. Yes, we do. Right, no matter <laughs> what it is, right. Uh, even if we can't sounds, fix it or like, have sounds no, like work, right? <laughs> we have no clue, right? Uh, we're gonna make a you know a lot an of times effort. we're gonna make an effort, we're gonna make an attempt to do it. Uh, my wife said something to me, and I'm I've, I know I've told you guys this before, that kind of like, you know, clicked me into gear or whatever. And it's like she said. You know, you don't always have to fix everything. And I was. And you were like, yes, I do. No, I was actually. <laughs> I really want to. I, in my brain, I was, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I had to look at that because I was in a, at that moment in my recovery, I was, you know, working on, on things in myself and restoring uh, relationships and uh, relationship with my wife and trying to be different. Right. Mm hmm. And so, uh, and I just happen to be working on that same exact thing about, you know, listening and helping others and, and usually it's the conversation, well, you know, might be, you know, we're complaining about work, right? Right. This person at work did this, blah, 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 blah. Oh yeah. You know, I know. Why don't you do this the next time that they, they do that or say this, right? Mm -hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. and uh, even something little like that, that's our, you know, as guys, we're going to help, right? We're going to fix it. And I had to step back a little bit and uh because I was working on this process of you know, changing that if you would just do things my way, everything would be fine too. <laughs> there are other ways of doing things that get the same result that may be different than the way that I would do it, and that's okay. Sure. I was in that process of doing that. So I had to stop and look and think, Okay, you know, yeah, I, I okay. So then I started practicing that, right? But we had this conversation. You know, we had the conversation, or maybe it wasn't. It was just a thing where it's like, if you need some help with something, mm-hmm. you know, let me know. Mm-hmm. And as a guy, I i, I formulating the the fix, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And it filing it out. away <laughs> in in the in the um, filing cabinet. Yeah. In that process for me to learn how to listen to people, I had to start, you know, doing the old uh, reflection. Like I'm reflecting back to you what you're saying so that one, I'm reinforcing it in my brain, but also I'm telling you that I'm understanding what you're saying. And if I'm not, then you can correct me and say, no, that's not what I'm saying. So,
2: so, so you're giving that, that person, uh, they're, 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 they're receiving the message that they have got your undivided attention. And you are making it clear that you understand what they're saying. Correct. Right. It's that whole uh,
1: motivational interviewing kind of technique. Right. And, you know, when I first learned that, it was like this huge, when I started putting it into practice, Mm -hmm. and like all of a sudden doors opened, people's light bulbs went off, you know, and it was actually less work for me, but it was enabling to helping them to draw out what mm-hmm. is already in them that mm-hmm. they know. Most of us know what we need to do. True. We just either don't do it or we've done things in the past and we've been beaten down or told that uh, it's not good enough or you're right. doing it wrong and it's usually because somebody else like somebody at work has got their own motivation and is trying to you know has their own deal like I want to keep you down because whatever i want to improve myself and my standing in this job you know yeah. a lot sometimes that happens um so we gotta it, it, sometimes it can get complicated but we gotta look at is what is the what is the big picture and what am i trying to get out of what do i need out of life right that whole gratitude thing yeah what uh what am i grateful for today right mm-hmm. and how can i help someone else and if someone comes at us and tells us we're not doing it right or we're doing a bad job, at, as a person in recovery, I think we have to take that information and look at it like, is this a is this really true? So consider Or is it. this about them or is it about me and if it's about me, I can fix it. If it's about them, then I... You know I say thanks for the thanks cons- I'll consider that structure criticism <laughs> yeah, or whatever yeah. <laughs> and move on and not take it personally yeah where in it' in our addiction we are hypersensitive right and so everything we're a little is testy like, at moments well yeah and everything is like exponentially <laughs> compounded so let, 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 me, let
2: me ask you a question and it's kind of a loaded question really and you've kind of addressed some of it already Uh-oh. Um, but we we're at, we are out of time, but I want to ask this question and I'll ask Denver first and I'll ask Dave time is relevant. Or what do you do with the guy that says, well here's the thing Dave here's the thing Denver I hate my job. what do you tell him?
3: Maybe you ought to get a different job
2: hey maybe uh, i
3: I mean if you're not happy going or getting up and I know w- once again we don't always want to get up when that alarm clock goes off right but if you're not doing something that isn't rewarding mhm fulfilling at the end of the day maybe you should find something that is because they're out there yeah uh uh-uh. uh we don't all have to go to the coal mine right so, f- find something that'll uh at the end of the day, make you happy, and you've uh, had a good day doing it.
1: Dave, same well, question. It, it, that, I, I agree with that. It's like, and at the beginning of the day, when the alarm clock goes off, you're actually, you know, you're like looking forward yeah. to going to work, I, right? I take a shower and get to work. Yeah, this is, so. This is this is an easy one because I tell, okay. I say this to like everybody that I work with, is like. You have to find something. You have to look at what your talents and gifts are, right? There, there. The whole—I mean—in the past the generation or whatever, I don't know who started it, but you know, it's like you can be whatever you want to be, right? I think that is horrible uh, advice because we're not all going to be, you know, astronauts or firefighters, right? We have skills. Right, or mathematicians, like I can't add two plus two is five, right? Right, right, I'm not going to be a mathematician, you know, and I'm making it yeah. kind, of, yeah. kind of a simplified thing. But you know, and, and as Christians, we, you know, uh, church talks about the body, right? Mm-hmm. Which means the body, we, right? We, we, we have gifts, you're the hands, I'm yeah. the feet, you're the arms, or whatever, and right. together we we make up the hole. We're yeah. making up a hole, and so that's the same thing with life. Is we got to figure out. I always ask people like, "What are your talents and gifts?" Mm-hmm. And if they say, "I don't know," then I say, "Okay, what are you good at?" Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, what do you like to do? Right, yeah. and there's usually something yeah, that what, can. What, strike, like, what strikes I, your? Fancy. I play video games, you know, or I uh, I like to draw. So okay, and then you we. We kind of go down. On that, right? We go down right. that that rabbit hole and try to find something that, or some areas that they can go into where they're utilizing those gifts, right? You know, or if they have a second choice, like for instance, uh, you know, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, is super good with with numbers. Mm-hmm. Right? She could go. I mean, she's in high school and she's taking. You know, three algebra classes and college, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, you know, you could be an accountant. It's like a really super boring job because a lot of times you're by yourself and you're crunching numbers. And sometimes a lot of people like doing that. And she's she liked doing that. She's good at it. But then she wanted to be a photographer. Right. She's she is creative. She is artistic. And I said, well, you could, you know, you can. Uh. Get a certification and go do, uh, you know, work in a, 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 uh, maybe not as an accountant, but you could work at a you know accounting office where you're actually doing something, or it could be anything else with mm-hmm. something with numbers, right? Right. You know, calculations. Right. And while you're doing that, you can work on your photography or drawing or whatever it is until you build up. Right. Sure. You know. Sure. sure. Some clientele build up uh, a following, business or whatever. Um, that's just kind of one example of how you can use your talents and gifts to get to where you want. Or the 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 the. Um, just had a like a brain fart. Did you? Yeah. Kim <laughs> trails. It happens. <laughs> it happens. The the uh, the. Kim uh, uh, trails the accountant thing right yeah, yeah so you can do be an accountant um to earn a living right to right. pay your bills and then right. you can do photography your, and other your, stuff your passion as a, ho- as a hobby right I, yeah And yeah. so that's kind of the, the direction i go with a lot of people especially that are either new in recovery or you know um don't have any like real like idea where to start mm-hmm. and if you get somebody that's been this huge drug dealer that's had all these lot of things of money you got to look at like sometimes you got to like humble people down or you got to humble yourself down like when i was going uh to treat when i went to treatment they talked about a recovery job so if you're used to making all these tons of money sometimes it's better to just and, and have people work for you and you're just kind of sitting back collecting right it's like go get a job at mcdonald's right mhm uh you're humbling yourself mm-hmm. you're doing you know working for whatever minimum wage um but you're you're learning some different skills and, and you're humbling and you're taking yourself. the
2: process to step you up to the next level
1: right you know
2: and and i remember uh one of my favorite uh talking heads set who's he'll remain nameless but he is very he's world renowned and he makes a great deal of amount amount of money, um, but I'll never forget. Somebody asked him one time, you know, what what kind of degree did you have? What did you do? Blah 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 to get where you're at? And he says, three words: entry level job. Right. <laughs> I flipped burgers for a couple of years until I made burritos, and then I parked cars. And then I move from one spot to the next spot to the next spot. It's not going to just, most of the time, it's not going to just, you know, unfold
1: in front of your eyes. You're going to have to work for it. Somewhere along the line, um, the younger generation doesn't... Get that. It's lost in translation somewhere. It is. Because I remember back when I was living in Minnesota and I had a construction company trying to find... Uh, people to work you get people that have no experience don't even have any tools and they want to make $20 an hour Mm -hmm. this was you know 15
3: 15 years ago ago.
1: yeah and it's like no you have to one you have to prove yourself
3: right right you're gonna have to to show up right
1: you're gonna have to Let's, you know, set the alarm, get up. And And we're cheating. I think we're
2: cheating. I mean, I understand the cost of living is higher. I get that. I understand that you probably aren't going to be able to pay for an apartment and all your goodies at a minimum wage job. I I understand that. But I think we cheat people when we start paying $20, $25 an hour to flip a burger. I'm sorry. I think we're cheating them. It gives them nothing to shoot for. And, and and I think it's it's unhealthy for our recovery when we become satisfied with the less than ideal. I think we should be shooting for the next step up on a regular basis, don't you? We
1: we'll try. You know, try to do our best. You know, that's you know, it's that. Uh, you know, I call it competition, but you know, in order to a lot of work at a lot of these you know bigger companies. You, you always hear these stories that, where did you start? I started in the mailroom. Yeah. And it worked my way up. I was empty and trash. Right. I was, yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, you know, CEOs, their kids come into the, you know, the, to the company. It's like, you're going to start in the mailroom. We do that in recovery, don't we? Right. In our fellowships? Make some coffee. Make some chairs. coffee.
2: Scrub some toilets. Open the door. You know, you're not going to be the GSR on your second week. Uh, you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Um you we, may have some good ideas, but you're don't you're not ready yet.
2: Right. Listen, we are out of time. This is a great topic. If you'd like to comment on this show, uh if you're on Potomatic, you can comment. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you you can comment. Also, you can comment by sending us an email at take twelve radio at comcast dot net. Listen, work done well brings a sense of personal accomplishments as we put our God given talents and abilities to youth. Use. When our work helps others, it becomes a way to serve them. God, in effect, designed work so that it might be a blessing to us and to others. The baker who makes bread is a blessing to his customers. The salesperson is a blessing to her customers by guiding them to find the best product or service that meets their needs. And the teacher who educates his or her students is a blessing to them. In each of these examples, the worker likely experiences the joy that comes from doing work that produces something good and benefits others. And in turn, it benefits them. It's just like when we sponsor people in recovery, right? We often say, you know, you're sponsoring me. I mean, it's benefiting me more than I'm benefiting you. And if we can find that kind of work ethic in our
1: work ethic, uh, I think I think we'll do well. Uh, I was just... <laughs> I know we didn't talk about this, but um, would it be okay if uh, I gave out my email? Yes, absolutely. Um, if somebody's interested and needs some help, and you know I'm willing to uh, work with somebody if uh, they need some help about some of the things that we talked about, and, and absolutely, even Dave. more. Go ahead and give so it. So my my uh, email is Solutions for Life. Solutions for Life today at gmail.com right
3: is that i think so i don't know dave tell us is that right
2: <laughs> so solutions for life the word for right solutions yep. for life today at gmail.com that's dave yep. fleming cadc level two um he'd be glad to uh, to lend a helping hand there for you yep. uh we'll post that on the website as well with this show all right awesome all right um So, just a reminder for folks, uh, so right now, um, the first and second Monday of the month, uh, we uh, produce the shows The Great Reality, and that's with Dave and Denver and Margie and Marv and myself uh, with a plethora of topics, recovery topics. Um, (laughs) A plethora. A plethora. A plethora. Uh, Yeah. I love that word. Plethora. uh The third Monday uh, of the month is Dave's pleather. show. Pleather. 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 Not pleather. Not leather. Not leather. <laughs> third Monday of the month is uh, entitled to Overcome Solutions for Life Today, this show. Um, and then uh, the fourth uh, Thursday of the month uh we try to have we either bring back a show from way back in the archives or we do special interviews. And then brand new, we brought back the incredible show, Radio Rehab, The Road to Redemption, with our friend Mr. Brian Duncan on Saturdays. Uh, so for the next 44 Saturdays, um, that show is going to be uploaded on Saturday at uh it's about a 30-minute show. And uh this is Brian sharing his experience, strength and hope as it relates to his recovery as it relates to some of his favorite songs including some of his own music as well as music of others and it's only 30 minutes it's a great show you can download it save it, share it with others uh, Brian is one of these guys he's been around for a long time he was the lead singer for Sweet Comfort Band back in the days of the early Christian rock movement uh, and he's still around doing the recovery thing he's a great uh, brother in the 12 Steps and has a lot of good information for you on Saturdays radio
1: rehab. Nice. Ta-
2: ta- All right, so was that the right email? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you,
1: you have have these. You
2: probably do somewhere. I don't have yours.
1: You have yours.
2: <sighs> oh, there it is, right there. Dave's yeah. card. Denver, you have your card still?
3: I uh... somewhere. I do have my cards.
2: There's there's Dave's official card if you're I, on YouTube. Yeah. There it I, is.
3: I do have Take 12 Radio Recovery yes. card.
2: And uh, all of our vehicles have Take 12 Recovery Radio on the website on the side. If you see us driving by, honk. Yeah, say howdy. Yeah, get off your phone while you're driving and <laughs> yeah, honk. Yeah, don't text. <laughs> Just say howdy. All right. Our, uh, our closing song is by Cameron Springer. Uh, this song... Is his first original song that he wrote, and it's about his overdose on on heroin. Uh, you can find his music on uh, SoundCloud and on Facebook. Cameron Springer with his song "My Life." Mr. Cameron Springer, listen, if you'd like to watch the video of that song, simply go to YouTube and search for Cameron Springer, My Life. His last name is spelled S-P-R-E-N-G-E-R. His music is also available on SoundCloud. Visit his Facebook page as well. All right. Just a reminder from Dave Fleming and myself and the Take 12 Recovery Radio family that because of God's great love for you, you are entitled to overcome.
1: This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.